Hello and welcome to the BG Podcast. My name is AJ Bingham. We have with us returning guest Emily Chenever, the CEO of the Austin Board of Realtors. She'll be talking with us today, or speaking with us today rather, uh, about the last twenty, the last year, twenty twenty, and also talking about particularly this quarter, Q one, and what's been going on with the Austin real estate market, residential market, and a look about or look at what's going on in the future. So, Emily, welcome to the show. Thanks, man. I'm happy to be here. I know we were talking just beforehand. It's been, uh, I think you were on early, early on in our first episodes and appreciate that. And we'll be talking about your show, your podcast, uh, Abor's podcast as well in a bit. But let's get to it. Uh, just for an overview, what is Abor uh, and what do y'all do? Yeah, we're a professional trade association for over 14,000 realtors across Central Texas. So um, our membership is actually at a historic high in this marketplace. It's, you know, everybody wants to be involved in real estate. We're, we'll welcome them into the fold to the extent that they want to be. Um, we run both professional uh, development services. We run an advocacy program on their behalf, support them through um, their education needs, required education at the Texas Real Estate Commission. And then we also own and operate the MLS technology, which makes the marketplace across Central Texas. Mm -hmm. And y'all have a, I haven't been to it in a while, but y'all have a great uh, central location. I know you have multiple locations in the city, but your central office in the hills of West Austin is lovely. I know you can't wait to get back in there. And I'm sure the yeah, we have well. We do. We have a beautiful facility off Spicewood Springs Road. I, I've been there a few times over the last year, but um, we're, we're excited to get back and, and get in there in a different way. We've been certainly open for business through the duration of this experience over the last year. Really worked hard to pivot all of our services to a virtual setting, but we'll be excited when we can get back to shaking hands and seeing people and just being in community with our membership again. Very good. That's a good segue. So let's talk about a quick review of 2020. The Austin market, uh, for those who aren't familiar with living, living in Iraq, has been rock hot, or just hot for a white hot, rather, for a long, 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 long time. And yeah. sure that, all that credit's toward to you, Emily. Oh, clearly, <laughs> I have provided the best uh, housing market in a decade. Mm -hmm. No, I mean, the, you know, the truth is, yes, you're absolutely right. The housing market in Austin and across Central Texas truly has been um, hot, hot, hot for a really long time. Um, that is associated with a lot of different factors. You know, one is the desirability of living in Austin, Texas, and everything that Central Texas has to offer. Certainly the economic development work of our community leaders, of our legislators, um, ensuring that we've got a strong uh, variety of industries willing to join our, our marketplace and join this community has helped. The tech growth has helped all of it. Um, what's really changed for us through the pandemic is that all of that was true, um, but the demand just grew even further. Wow. And it's sort of interesting if you think about that, because you're thinking, well, you know, there was like this economic recession thing happening, a global pandemic, like lots of unease. But the truth is what it also provided for was an experience where people were socking away cash while they were just sitting at home if they were lucky enough to feel confident in the work that they had and feel like you know they were confident in their in their um their professional setting a lot of them were putting a bunch of money away because they weren't spending it on gas and they weren't going to the you know hair salon and all the places mm -hmm. another thing that happened is we spent so much time in our homes that we got sick of the ones that we were in and we really <laughs> wanted different ones right yeah. how many of us are like oh 
I need an office now, or I really, you know, these children are all reason. up in my space, yeah. right, right. And it, you know, those were things um, that that happened as a result of the experience that we had shared uh, through through the course of the pandemic. So the demand was there. The last thing that's really driven the demand to just an all time truly record high is an as an uh, under three percent interest rate is unheard of. And it's it's truly the buying power at 2.6, 2.7% interest rate is is significantly more than it was at 4% or 5% not that long ago. So that's also driven a, a lot of demand. On that note, are you seeing uh, just, I guess you say too, y'all are tied into your state and federal associations. Are you seeing any indication from the new administration that they're looking to, as it relates to maybe a whole recovery package of, of you know initiatives too, uh, do anything support first time, first time high, first time home buyers? You know, I don't know that we'll see uh, first time home buyer credits in the way that we did like after 2008, 2009 and that time frame. I do think that the administration is heavily focused on infrastructure overall and so, the power of infrastructure to connect communities. That's going to be powerful, certainly as as we are in a kind of sprawly community here in Central Texas and in Austin, and we struggle with transportation needs and um, connectivity. I think that that has the potential to improve the conditions of our market in a different way. And you know, I think investments in more labor fixing the supply chain issues that we're experiencing and building all of that is stuff that I think will will come about as the administration gains speed behind its you know recovery work. Got it. So the pandemic didn't slow anything down in Austin. And uh, as we moved into Q1, um, at least from what I read, I mean, I'd, some, I'd seen some articles you were in, uh, nothing really stopped in Q1 either. No, it's it's There's only gotten worse and better. Yeah. Yes. I mean, we did we did 17 billion dollars of of sales last year in 2020. Through and what you have to think about when you think about that number, a record-setting year is that essentially 6 weeks of that was taken out of the calendar. Mm -hmm. Because yes, transactions continued and certainly we were remained an essential business, but for the most part, transactions slowed during the quarantine true shelter in place period. So $17 billion coming into this year, all we have are things that make that better and better um, in terms of stability overall, with the exception of housing capacity. So mm -hmm. buyers want to buy just as bad as they wanted to before. They've got lots of cash put away that's gonna help them kind of put their best foot forward in their offers. Sellers are listing. We have had year over year record highs in terms of the number of listings that we're providing too. So it's not like people are unwilling to get out there. We just don't have enough of everything for the amount of demand that we've got. So it's a true, true seller's market. Lots of multiple offers, people waiting in line to see homes. If you're a buyer, you've got to kind of buck up and, and get thick skin about it because it's going to take a minute to settle on the property that works for you. Mm -hmm. In terms of buyer's market, and so in the region, I mean, obviously, I think the central core is, I would imagine, one of the hottest. But where are you seeing trends outside of the city of Austin proper? Everywhere. I <laughs> People are saying Gerald is a hot market now, which Gerald. we, you know, generally would not have thought about as an extension of Austin, even. Um, I but, grew up in Austin. I grew up in Austin, right? And, and I yeah. know, like, I'm not looking to buy a home anytime soon, but I think about it, right? Like, we're flipping that note because... I talk we'll about, fix that for you later, AJ. Pardon you me? will buy a home. We will fix that for you later. We will. We will yeah, we, the American dream. Yes, I think that might be the, the future Mrs. Bingham's decision at some point. I'm, I'm kind of waiting on that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, time will tell. But it just, you know, for folks who grew up in, grew up in the city proper, it's, um, I mean, there are certain towns I'd hear, I'd hear, I've heard about, right? But 
it's only when I have friends who are out of, who are coming out of market um, and looking around, and I'll hear these cities like, oh, you know, Gerald or wherever else. I'm just like, oh, oh, like where? Oh, oh. So it's, it's, um, that's the, that's the market. It's just that hot. So just continue. It is. I mean, it's just, you know, you drive until you qualify. It's not, it's not a joke anymore, except that people are qualifying. There's just no housing for them. So now they're driving until they find a house. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the other thing that we're seeing is that some of those areas that like you and I never thought of because we were always in central Austin or we, you know, went to UT and everything north of 183 didn't exist to us back then is that, you know, these communities are really great and there's a lot that they have to offer. Taylor is awesome. It's a, sweet little town it's got a, an awesome main strip it's got a lot of local business flavor a lot of there's a lot of energy there just as an example um there are lots of communities like that around austin too and i think we're starting to see value in that that people like the quirkiness of the other communities that surround us as well i think that's a good thing for austin we're gonna you know the city itself is going to continue to motivate attention to the region but we're gonna have to spread that love a little if we're gonna find everybody a house yeah, and I think related to that too, we had the passage of uh, Project Connect, which hopefully will, well, not hopefully, it will, it will, over this next decade, um, first half of this decade, tie the city together in a way that uh, hadn't previously, because it's not just about roads, right? You need to try right. all multi-transit on that end. Um, what, so, <laughs> just continuing, so the pandemic didn't stop housing, housing, uh, purchase awesome, uh, Q1, but we're the same, so Q2, uh, any surprises? No, I mean, it's, you know, this is, it's a supply and demand game. The demand is there all day long. The supply is there to the the best of the market's ability, but we're not, and we're not just going to build our way out of this problem, but we are going to have to continue to make real concerted effort to deliver against the demand that we've got. Um, Certainly uh, it's perceived that interest rates aren't going to change much over the next quarter or even the next couple of quarters as the country continues to come out of the the recession that we've been in and the the experience of the pandemic. And that's a real driver. That low interest rate drives your buying power significantly. So as that adjusts, maybe a year or two down the line, you know, things are going to change. The, th- the real thing to remember is that while buying now may be a hard thing to do because it's so competitive, it's cheaper to buy today than it will be tomorrow in Austin, Texas, all day. It doesn't, you know, what I, like even a month from now is going to be more expensive than it was because that demand is so high and there is such a long pipeline there. Got it. Um, I want to plug uh, your or Avor show, Scratch That, as well. I know that's something actually we had helped rework with your team on way yeah. back when. Um, but I saw you're on episode 31 and just, uh, you know, want to plug that. You want to plug that show, what's, what it's about. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, you helped this Scratch That podcast get launched, which was awesome, back when we literally did not know what we were doing. We've come a long way now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really just a podcast book focus on some of the industry trends, the change makers happening across the real estate industry. There's a lot of really interesting things happening with the dis, uh, disintermediation between agents and the transaction, the role that technology has to play. A lot of really good things have come about with that through the pandemic, but there is still a role for active agents to play in a transaction. And we're sort of looking at what that role looks like and how it's changed through time. Got it. We'll put the link to scratch that in the show notes. Uh, Emily Chenevere is the CEO of the Austin Board of Realtors. Thank you for your time as always. Hey, you bet, AJ. Thanks so much, man.